Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Houston? Yes, you heard it right. This is the original and the only Dynamo Theory podcast, and we're super excited to get kicked off, uh, you know, this new era. And you may recognize the voices just because we're kind of been doing back and forward stuff. But uh, my name is Rudy Segura, and next to me or hosting this with me uh, is Christian. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Don't it's me it's me again you thought you lost me but i'm back uh but yeah like really said man we're excited we'll be uh hosting this new show uh dynamo theory uh podcast so hopefully you guys can come on the ride with us yeah no and we're super super excited i mean i think it was something we talked about about a year ago and it just made sense now that you know obviously pat onset uh coming in and ted siegel everything kind of new kind of coming around uh we were kind of already we're thinking of doing this show today and it would turned out to be a perfect day, right? Because uh, we got all the Houston Dynamo FC uh, contract options and what else but to talk about that. So um, again, we're super excited. I hope that you guys can uh, follow along. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Dynamo Theory and our new Instagram. So if you see it and you think it's spam, it's definitely not spam. Make sure to follow us. Uh, me and uh, Christian are the ones kind of running that one. Uh, so we're trying to build it from scratch. And so, you know, try to keep everybody updated. Our main goal is definitely to have as many followers, right, in the sense of Houston Dynamo fans to see them at the stadium. Um, but, yeah, Christian, anything else you want to add before we go in into the contract options, man? Uh, yes, yeah, just one last thing. Uh, if you want to get at us, if you have any questions or if you want to, like, you know, post a picture, if you want to tag us or, you know, whatever it may be, we do have a hashtag. It's going to be hashtag HoustonDT for Dynamo Theory. So, you know, whenever you guys want to post pictures or, I don't know, if you if we take a picture together at the stadium or whatever, I mean, I don't know if you would like a picture of me or Rudy, but, you know, why not? Uh, you can always tag us, or like I said, uh, if you will have a question or something like that, you can finish off the question with, uh, you know, hashtag HoustonDT, and that's how we'll be able to find, you know, all the stuff that comes our way and stuff like that. Yeah, and we are we tried to, uh, or we plan to inform you as much as we can. Uh, we're definitely not insiders by any means, but we are a part of the Dynamo Theory community, uh, so we write articles for them and try to keep you guys updated. Uh, of course, there's a little bit of offseason, even though there's things going on. Uh, there's not a much um, things going on right now. Uh, but our plan is simple. Follow us, uh, get our insight and opinions, uh, as well as um, incoming interviews with players uh, as we break down the games uh, as they come along, of course. And right now is the offseason, so we have plenty of talk about as we uh, see this new era happen and the uh, roster building begins. Yes, sir. So without further ado, I guess, you know, we can get into this uh, famous email that we all have been waiting for. This uh, beautiful list of names to some, and then maybe a couple names here or there that maybe you either did one, 
you know, for them to go or, you know, maybe you wanted some people to go. So, you know, let's just go ahead and uh, jump in into this list. Yes, of course. Uh, we got the the famous list. Obviously, uh, yesterday we were teased a bit by the uh, uh, tweet by the Houston Dynamo showing a little hand signature. So, you know, they're ready to let know some of the people that were going to be um, either getting a contract or not getting a contract. Of course, first one we heard was uh, Matias Vera getting a two-year extension, basically, with an option to a third. To me, that's great news. Uh, you know, the guy is a very solid player. He's definitely who won the their the captain armband uh, in the past seasons that he enjoyed. Obviously, you know, with a new coach being Tab Ramos, he decided to uh, give that armband to someone else. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, I love the guy. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, Vera, basically, I mean, since the beginning, I think, well, you know, like two years in a row, he was like, you know, player of the year or, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Like, you know, uh, people's players, MVP, like club MVP and stuff like that. So he's been very, very like solid, you know, in, uh, in the midfield. I mean, you know, he had some bad games here and there. Um, but I think, you know, overall, if you look at his overall game, if you look at his overall style of play, uh, just consistency, I think he's one of the most consistent players that we have. So it kind of made no sense for, for, you know, for to bring him back, honestly, like a couple more years. I thought personally that maybe uh, he might be, you know, uh, not let go, but picked up by another team or maybe, you know, I don't know if he had any offers or anything like that, but, you know, I, w I wouldn't put it past, you know, the fact that he had other orders or, or other. I'm over here, over here twitching. Already. Other offers. I got you, other man. Other offers. You know what I mean? Here, let me uh, step I'm, in. I'm the same quick. guy, by the way. <laughs> hey, that same here. Um, whenever it comes to uh, Matias Vera, I think it's very exciting to have him back. I think the question with him is, is he a six? Is he an eight? You know, we it, it, I think he's we've seen a little bit of everything for him. Um, so hopefully this off season with, you know, obviously the space that is being made, you know, there's players that come in and are more complimentary to his game um, because he by himself, he's not going to be a uh, midfield to destroy. But with that, we'll continue on to, you know, the, who are the options that uh, the dynamo picked up? Uh, I'll go through the list real quick and we can break down if, you know, some, kind of pop out more uh but we got darwin set in being get Yikes. picked up uh yeah and we'll <laughs> come back to that one i think that's the one that kind of definitely was between him and another one but uh do you have a uh, forward uh well, it's a forward but he played defense pretty much all game uh griffin dorsey you have sam janko you have nico lemoyne you have tyler pasher marcelo palomino and fafa pico uh fafa pico no brainer right he was your best player your mvp scored many goals uh, he definitely showed and represented Houston well. So, you know, we don't even have to talk about that one. Tyler Pasher, same thing. You know, obviously injuries kind of hurt him, but he was definitely the most explosive player apart from Fafa. Again, checked in. Marcelo Palomino out on loan, uh, playing for Charlotte and uh, the USL. Obviously, we all want to see him. Of course, great to have him. Then you get a little murky, right? You have uh, Nico Lemoyne, who hasn't played much. Winger, young guy, you're not paying him much. So it makes sense to have him uh, for dead purposes. And uh, 
this one's this three are maybe a little bit more questionable. Of course, we know Grif- Griffin Durfee, yeah, Griffin Durst, Dorsey, man, poor guy, uh, definitely showed a great game, you know, this season. And Todd Ramos did that. So, you know, obviously, Todd Ramos not being there, we think or we hope that he still continues to, you know, keep improving. Um, but going back to Darwin Sedin, uh, what's your opinion on him, man? Darwin Sedin, uh, honestly, he's like a you know, like those cats have seven lives, you know, like you, they, they die and they keep coming back. It's like, when is this guy, like how many mistakes does this guy have to do? Not even for, not like, not even only for his club, but for country. It's like this, this dude has been messing up. Not a lot of Salvadorians or not a lot, but a couple of Salvadorians, you know, I saw on, on the feed on Twitter, you know, when that, when the news broke out, basically they were like, wait, said in? Like, are we talking about the, the same Darwin? Like, you know, because the other Darwin didn't get picked up. So people were, were like confused. Maybe they, they got confused with last names or, you know, set in. I think in the beginning, you know, when he came into the club, he was probably like a really, you know, a good name to have, you know, just because of his work ethic. But I think, you know, as, as the years have gone by, he kind of, you know, went downhill a little bit. You know, people see him as a super sub, you know, of some sorts. But also, like, you know, he's a super sub that comes from the bench with a yellow card attached to his name. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things that you're like, should we keep him? Should we not? I don't know. What do, what do you think about him? Yeah, so my opinion, I'm kind of with you in that sense. I think he's better as a sub and not even as, like, a coming in sub. More of, like, a sub when there's an injury, right? Like, when you lose a guy um, or if you need to give somebody a rest, I think he's a good good enough international uh representative of the you know playing competitively uh so he brings a lot of that experience to the game but then you have the darwin set in that comes in uh you know playing in austin and gets a red card out of nowhere so it, it it's hard to say but i think it's a good choice just because you probably are not paying him premium money um so you know if if going back to something i mentioned before we started recording if pat onset does his homework correctly then we should not see Darwin set and start, right? So, again, it'd be more of like uh, he can be on the uh, rotation aspect or a sub every now and then, uh, but more of an emergency. And I think he's a perfect professional because if you remember when he didn't play, like in 2017 and 2018, when he came in, he came in and, like, was, you know, made that position his own. But we know that he's not a continuous starter. Um, and then on the other hand, uh, jumping to uh, Sam uh, Junkwa uh, is another guy that a lot of people are kind of up and down on him. I personally uh, think he is good because he's versatile and he's cheap. Uh, and we've seen that he can play on the left back. I mean, he did thrown uh, Adam for a bit, which yeah. I think it actually helped. You know, it was that competition brought Adam back and he played even better after that. But you can always play this kid, too, as a center back if needed. So, you know, in case, like, uh, Hadevi goes down, you know, you don't want to put him in there, of course, like, as the first option. But it's it's there if you need him. Um, you want to add anything on, on, on Sam? I mean, Sam, I think he has earned a spot. You know, I think in the beginning, most of us kind of saw, you know, the, the Sam that would give you a goal, you know, a, a pass you know, for you to score, but then also in the same and the very next play, he would like mess up and, you know, you know, have the other team score on you. But I think as the, as the games went by and I think he got more experience, he got more comfortable, 
I think he was able to find himself and, and maybe uh, I think he played, even though he might be capable of playing different positions, I think we should keep him like to focus on one. Because I think when you move the player too much, you kind of throw them off of, you know, because there's so there's so many like, you know, little things that we don't really think about. Like, for example, uh, like if you're if you're a center back, you know, you're not going to have the same como projection, you know, projection in Spanish, you know, to go to, the, to you know, to attack. If you're playing like strictly in a line of five in the back, you know, and he's going to be playing out wide, you know, you know, he's going to go and you know, he's going to come back if you're playing. Uh, a back four and he's going to be on the left. It's the same thing, but, you know, the, the, it's more of a back and forth, back and forth than, than a back five because you know that you have three guys kind of covering your back in a way. So, it's, I mean, it, I think it, it all comes down to who we're going to have as a coach. I think the manager position is going to dictate a lot of these players, uh, like Seren, like Junqua, and maybe uh, other names that are, are kind of like up in the air. But I think once we get a manager and we get like a style of play, I think we'll be able to not make a decision for him. But I think it would clear a lot of these, you know, things that are floating around. Like, what is he going to do? What is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to be in the bench? You know, and and I think I think it's just we just have to wait for this manager to come in and tell us something. Yeah. And of course, I mean, right now, Pat Onset is doing, you know, picking the best of what he has. Right. He's trying to make it. Uh, some, you know, picking the best that he, or the, the ones that he thinks are good pieces for either debt, not necessarily starting, but, you know, giving something at least to start off. And, and that leaves up with, uh, you know, the contract or decline. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... The options that were declined was uh, defender Jose Visama, which we already knew was going to come just because he was very unlucky with injuries. Uh, he was loaned out, didn't really play much. Um, story. Yeah, very sad because I think he was definitely going to be the right back for a while for the team. Um, we have Minor Figueroa, which to no surprise there either. Uh, the guy is 30 years old, kind of ve- declining in his career. I mean, the guy's been an Ironman for a long time, but. I think it's time, you know, that we move away from him. Uh, Eric McHugh, I think he was a little surprising to an extent, but he wasn't getting even playing time with Charlie or was it Charleston that he was playing with? So to an extent, you know, I think it was it was coming. I think the one a little surprising was Marco Matic, just because he had only been here a year. Um, but you know, I, I think overall he made a lot of mistakes that you know another other goalies didn't do. So why not, you know, get rid of that international uh, spot that he was taking? Uh, another was goalkeeper Kyle Morden. Forward, Darwin Quintero, who was a little surprising, and Maxi Arruti, which I, you know, I think he was too expensive for, you know, what he was providing. Um, but before we keep going with those, uh, I guess add to Darwin Quintero, I mean, Quintero, I'm sorry, Darwin Quintero, I really do think that they're going to try to, uh, negotiate some kind of TAM 
contract and try to keep him. It seems like he's excited to kind of be a part of the team still. Um, so it'd be great to have him and still still have like three DP spots to fill. But anything you want to add on any of those guys? Well, uh, on McHugh, I also, same thing. I was surprised because I was like, I think he's young enough to play in this U23 tournament that they're having, right? The uh, MLS Next. I'm not 100% sure how old he is, but I think he was old. I mean, young enough to uh, to uh, to play in that in that tournament or whatever. And I think, you know, that should be a vi- uh, very important, vital, like, you know, U23 team where you're going to have to be able to pick out players, you know, out of there, like, I was watching all these playoffs going on in the MLS and you had like 18 year old kids, you know, taking penalties. And we are here, you know, like one of, like you mentioned, you know, like um, this guy. Um, Figueroa? No, 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 the, the GM. Oh, Pat said. Yeah, Pat, there you go. Pat, you said Pat, you know, he basically picked like the best ones that we had. And and when you look at the list and you're like, well, some junk was it. And you're like, is that the best that we have? You know, you know, nothing against those guys, but you know, I'm not saying like they're, they're good players, but you know, is it, you know, is that the best we have? You know, it's just, well, it's just kind of sad. In a way. No, it is sad, but I mean, we are the last team on the conference. So, yeah. you know, but at explains. the end of the day, it would be easy to like hit, you know, all, what is it? Control all delete. Yeah. But that's impossible, you know, with the regulations that are in place. So you have to kind of pick the best of what you have. And I think the ones that were dropped, I think those were definitely the ones that need to be dropped. And again, there it doesn't mean that they're completely gone. I'm sure they're going to uh, negotiate with a few of them, trying to get them to uh, bring down their salaries and why not. And of course, uh, jumping to the ones that are definitely out of contract are Alejandro Formayor and Bonnie Garcia, which obviously we knew Bonnie was leaving. He gave his sad goodbyes. Alejandro, that one kind of hurts a bit because he came out, you know, at uh, full cylinders and then he slowly disappeared. Uh, but I feel like uh, he was just not given the opportunity and, you know, it, it's okay. It's, it's time to move on. It's, it's fine. Let's keep going. And lastly, it looked like uh, Michael N- Nelson. He reached an agreement for a new contract. Uh, so he got another uh, two-year extension, basically, uh, with an, an option for uh, the 2024 that season. That interesting to me. Yeah, that one's interesting because I feel like, obviously, I think Pat Onsen's going to want to tie in, um, you know, the community. So Michael Nelson, you can use him and Memo Rodriguez, as you know, like Houstonians. And then set in. I mean, there is a big, uh, you know, Salvadoran population that does love him. Like, when you go to the game, you know, he's one of the ones that people are asking for his autograph all the time. Whether he is good or bad, doesn't matter. You know, he's one of those guys that people still kind of look forward to seeing. He's a people guy. Exactly. So, you know, big uh, community there. So it, it doesn't hurt to have him, you know, again, as a, as a filler, right, as a roster filler. Um, but with that, so far what we have right now, we have only one goalkeeper being Michael Nelson uh, on their contract. And on our roster, defenders, we have seven. We have Ethan Barlow, Teenage Davy, Ian Hoffman, Sam Jonqua, Adam Lundquist, Tim Parker, and Sadik Ballantin. Uh, midfielders, we have Coco Carrasquilla, Juan Castilla, Darwin Seren, Joe Corona, uh, Derek Jones, Marcelo Palomino, Memo Rodriguez, Matias Vera. Forwards, we have plenty of them, with an eighth of them, Corey Bird. 
Mateo Bahamich. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Griffin Dorsey, <laughs> Ari Lasseter, another mm-hmm. one. Nicola Moyne, yeah. Tyler Pasher, Fafa Pico, Danny Rios. I think the only good thing, you know, obviously having some names that we we are like, why, why are they still there? You still have to remember there's an expansion draft coming. So I'm sure a few of these guys are definitely not going to be protected just to see, if, you know, they get picked up. And you never know. They There's still time for them to uh, maybe get dropped if, you know, if something happens otherwise. Uh, but, man, your thoughts so far on what the roster looks like? I mean, I think we have a pr- – it's pretty solid, honestly. It looks pretty solid. Honestly, l- last year, even though we were last place, you know, in the West, I think we had a pretty solid team. We just had a really, 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 really rough patch. Um, but I think we, we had a decent team enough to not be last, you know. I think we had a better team than, than Austin, personally. I mean, I, the result obviously weren't there, but – and maybe a better team than Dallas, but, you know, I don't know. Um, but, I, I mean, I see some names that, I honestly, I don't even know why. Like, for example, midfielders, that list is very, very tricky for me because I would probably keep a, two to three guys in that list, and, and that's it. And there's, like, a you know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight names, and I'll probably keep half of those. You know, I would keep what well, Matias Vera is already signed. I would probably keep Marcelo Palomino just to see what he can bring in. Um, Coco Carasquilla, of course, and then Juan Castilla, but, you know, he'll probably end up playing in the U23. The other guys, you know, Darwin Seren, Joe Corona, Derek Jones, even Memo, like, I'm still kind of iffy about them. You know, they really haven't showed anything of – there was a word that I was going to say that I forgot. Value. Yeah, value. Uh, yeah. So it was a, a word – of yeah something about <laughs> something about value but they haven't really showed anything to to be like this guy i want this guy back in my team i want this guy to be fighting in the midfield you know Derek jones just kind of disappeared i don't know if he was injury i don't know if he just kind of like fell off the list and and i was kind of excited to see Derek jones you know in the beginning he looked pretty good his size you know the way that he was able to move his his body around and you're like you know he's promising he he, he could be a really good midfielder like defensive midfielder with Matias Vera and then have somebody in front of him to kind of, you know, be the more creative one, you know, Coco maybe. Um, but then he, he just kind of fell off. Uh, Joe Corona, he just kind of like, eh, you know, maybe his better days are behind him. I mean, I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, we already talked about that. And then, Memo, you know, he's one of the big question marks in this team because, you know, last year he was, you know, he was a ghost. You know, and, and we don't know. It could have been the coach. It could have been, you know, the way that he played. You know, in the, uh, one of the last um, press conferences, he basically said uh, and kind of threw the coach under the bus in a way and basically said, you know, he played me all the time. I didn't play much. And the times that I played, I didn't play in a position that I was comfortable in. So, you know, but, you know, I did it for the team type thing. So it's like, you know, how, do we really want something like that? Do we really want a guy that, you know, you know, it wants to be very specific? I don't know. And then because you see Sam Junkwa, and he just kind of played everywhere. And he didn't he didn't say anything. He fought for a place. He took a guy's place. You know, that guy had to come back and get his his place. But it wasn't that once Lundy came in and, you know, took back his job, you know, Sam was just out and about. No, he kept fighting. And he, like, tried other positions 
and he made himself useful for the team where memo basically kind of said i mean i don't know but you know i'm just implying here but memo just said you know i'm a center or whatever i play as a 10 i don't know how to play as an eight or you know he knows but you know that's just thoughts i guess yeah, so doing a little recap, just a short little recap, the, the Dynamo FC exercise uh, contracts for seven players, um, and they will enter the MLS offseason with 24 players, which is more than what I would like to have. I would like more, more, more room for improvement. Um, but if anything makes you want, you know, feel better, I guess, there's three DP spots that are open and a few uh, international uh, roster spots. So... You know, if Ted Siegel says he's going to put some money, even like, you know, if it's $3 million per player, this is the time. You're right, man. So, you know, that gives you, you know, you don't need a ton of players. In the MLS, we've noticed that, you know, you can get it. I mean, this is a little far-fetched, but you can get yourself like a slot on. You know, somebody big, one player can do a lot, right? So imagine getting three guys. They're not even, yeah. yeah. Here's let's do this. Let's let's do our first kind of segment for the people. A question of the week: Would you rather have three DPs, like you know, two three million average, or would you rather have one ten million DP and then two below average DPs or whatever? Yeah, make sure to uh, uh, you know, I put a post obviously, and uh, you can comment on it, and make sure you all use the hashtag. Houston DT. Uh, that's how we'll keep up with a lot of the uh, things that you guys have uh, questions, concerns, comments, uh, you know, use that for sure. Um, but no, I mean, it's exciting, exciting times for sure to have, you know, the offseason kind of begin, even though the MLS Cup hasn't even played uh, so far. Uh, but it's, you know, as soon as a season ends for a team, basically the new one begins. So to me, you know, there's, a lot of things that are happening for sure. Um, and the biggest question mark that we're going to continue to have is who's going to be our coach, right? I think uh, by the onset, it's definitely someone that's going to take like camp- cur- careful consideration of who he picks as our new head coach. But he doesn't have a ton of time. Uh, that's why he's doing his best to kind of keep appropriate uh, players that he believes, you know, can do uh, good stuff for the guy to come. Um, but uh, I know that you had a few names that you, you know, had heard in the rumor mill going um, for the coaching uh, position. But, yeah, what are those names, man? I mean, honestly, there's not – I don't know many names, but I know one name that I would like to have and one name that I would not like to have. One of the names that I would not like to have is Lucha Gonzalez. Like – we already have too many ex uh, FC Dallas. Well, I, I'm gonna definitely like uh, kind of alleviate you from that pain of like maybe having Lucci, but it seems like he's actually gonna go and be assistant to Greg Bellhalter, which is good. Good news. I, I agree. You know, definitely. I don't want to be the. Uh, you know, it did hurt my feelings a little bit when we got a few. You know, Fafa, even though he's amazing, but you know, players from former FC Dallas kind of hurts a little. Uh, and so even a coach would be even worse because we, that hasn't ever happened. So uh, let's move away from that boat for sure. And, and the one that I think maybe has a good possibility uh, just because of the ties that he has with the city of Houston in like a, well, kind of not an, it's a direct way, but not very direct, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird. 
because he's not from Houston or anything, but he has a club here in, the, here in Houston. I think they play in the UPSL or something like that in, the, in one of the lower leagues, semi-professional teams, and is Matias Almeida. You know, the Almeida, he has the, the Matias Almeida FC, the academy here. And I th- I mean, I remember him back in the days when, you know, he used to be a player and I hated him. And I still kind of do a little bit, you know, just because he is from the other side of the, of the river type thing. Ah, there you go. I said it. Literally, literally yeah. Literally the other side of the river. Uh, but I, what I always loved about him. I wait, think wait, more, wait, 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 wait. Let me clarify that. The other side of the river. He's talking about River Plate. Homeboy's yes. a Boca fan. So, you know, don't want to insult anybody across the river. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're from across the river, no insult to you. But if you are from across the river, all the insult to you. But uh, one, what, funny enough, one of the things that made me respect him was one time a Boca River played and then he got a red card and then he had to be escorted out by police. And then like he was leaving the, the field and in front of La Doce, like the, the, you know, the supporters, he was like kissing his badge and stuff like that, which to me, I was like, yeah, it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of guts to do that in front of those people. Um, but, and then I respect his coaching style, even though that maybe, I don't know how I feel about his like uh, one-on-one uh, like style, whatever it's called, men marking. Uh, I don't know how that would work. And I don't know if I'm very fond of it. I saw a couple of games last year. I haven't seen many games of his this year, but uh, I didn't know how I feel about it. But I like his passion. He's very passionate. And I think a passionate coach with passionate players in a passionate city, I think we'll, we can make it happen. So, yeah. And, and we'll leave it at that for now. This is our, again, kicking off our first, or this is our first episode kicking off the uh, Dynamo Theory podcast, the official Dynamo Theory podcast. So, again, you know, we're hoping next week maybe we have a coach by then. Uh, if not, I'm sure there'll be something to talk about. Uh, some people may be getting signed, uh, you know, as they work to get some contracts done. Uh, but very exciting stuff. Again, make sure to check out dynamotheory.com for articles. Uh, the guys, Derek and Dustin, do a great job of keeping everybody informed. Um, again, same thing. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter, you know, they're always on it. They're blowing it up. Instagram's brand new. So, you know, give us a, a like, give us a follow. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted with all the uh, Dynamo news as they come. And, uh, you know, till next time, I don't have like a ending quote, man. I don't know if you have anything in mind you want to say. <laughs> nah, but man. You know, we're, we're doing it for Houston. So, you know, let's just keep it, you know, for the city. Yeah. And uh, again, I do want to thank, though, uh, El Batallon for letting us borrow some of their uh, music that will be a part of this podcast, which is great. So I guess till next time. Jesus. Later, guys. <laughs>